0: Here's a question, who had the shortest presidency? You're not wrong if you answered William Henry Harrison. But could it be true that his record was beaten by a presidency that lasted a single day? Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the Valentine's Day, this is the half off candy sale the day after. The essential stuff in between, the personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. It's a good question. You're given the American presidency for one day. How would you spend it? It turns out, there's questionable historical precedent for this. See. Everyone knows that William Henry Harrison holds the record for the shortest presidency. He was elected, gave an inaugural speech that exceeded the length of a director's cut of a Lord of the Rings movie, then promptly died just over a month later from complications arising from being a long-winded moron. Case closed. But what if someone had been president for even less time, a single day? That's the long-held myth surrounding one person. And the truth may actually raise more questions than provide solid answers. If the presidency ends and there isn't another president in place to take over, what happens? Officially, there's a line of succession about who carries the powers of the presidency. And you just keep doing the list until you find the lucky recipient of the White House if a vacancy turns up. Kind of because it is in these murky gray waters that we find our subject. See, President James K. Polk's term ended at noon on March 4, 1849. But as it was a Sunday, President-elect Zachary Taylor declined to take the oath of office on the Sabbath and instead took the oath the next day on the east front portico of the Capitol, which meant that for a 24-hour period, there was nobody sworn into office as president. And although it didn't amount to a hill of beans at the time, people started asking questions after the fact. Just who was president for that day-long gap? If you consulted the Presidential Succession Act of 1792, which delineated the line of succession at the time, you would find that the person who would assume the presidency would be the Senate President Pro Tempore. And that's where a man by the name of David Rice Acheson saunters into the spotlight. Some men are born into greatness. Some have it thrust on them. Then there's that third option where everyone thought that you had the greatness after the fact. Originally from the south side of Lexington, Kentucky and educated at that city's Transylvania University, Senator Acheson moved to Liberty, Missouri and started his law practice there in 1830 before becoming appointed to the United States Senate in 1843 at age 36. He became president pro tempore on March 2nd, 1849, two days before James K. Polk's term expired on March 4th. And on March 12th, the Alexandria Gazette in Virginia reported that Acheson was, quote, by virtue of his office, President of the United States, for one day. The story and the myth continued to spread until it was a largely accepted fact. As the story spun on, more details were added to it, to the effect that he had actually signed some official papers or that colleagues in his party suggested that he should summon the army to prevent Taylor, a political rival, from becoming president. None of these stories were true, of course. So was Acheson president for a day? Sadly, no. At least, probably not. For one thing, not even Acheson believed that the power had resided with him. For his part, he thought there was simply a vacancy in the office for a day, which bothered absolutely no one. He once wrote, I never for a moment acted as president of the U.S. For another, it would be helpful to mention that not only did Polk's term expire on March 4th, So did Atchison's. Granted, he had been re-elected and sworn in again the next day, but technicalities are technicalities. And it was these technicalities that historians and scholars used to put the notion of a one-day president to bed. I'm not saying that they're wrong or that their case isn't airtight, but it sure took a lot of them to come to this conclusion after examining a lot of evidence, almost as if there maybe was something to the question. So who really was president for that period? That's a good question, and maybe one without a definite answer. Maybe nobody. Maybe there really was a gap in the presidency. At this point, it's worth mentioning that this wasn't the first time this had happened. In 1821, President Monroe's first term expired on a Sunday, but he wasn't sworn in for the second until the next day. And John Quincy Adams noted that it was entirely possible that, quote, there was no qualified person to act as president for that period. Maybe the most convincing argument was put forward by the scholar Charles Warren, who argued that Zachary Taylor became the president at the expiration of Polk's term, since he could have taken the oath and begun executing the duties at any moment from that point on. The question also gets a little odder, too. In 1877, the March 4th inauguration would once again fall on a Sunday. So to stave off any concerns of presidential succession if the oath wasn't taken on the Sabbath, President-elect Rutherford B. Hayes took the oath on Saturday the 3rd, the day before Ulysses S. Grant's term ended. We're spending a lot of time wondering if some random senator was president for a day when maybe the real question is, Did we actually have two presidents for a day? So maybe David Rice Atchison wasn't president for a single day. But you're going to have to tell that to the good people of Missouri, who erected a statue of him that, to this day, bears the legend, President of the United States One Day. Their description of his bust in the Hall of Famous Missourians begins, David Rice Atchison has the singular honor of having served as U.S. President for one day. And finally, we come back to the question posed from the beginning. What would you do if you were president for a day? Maybe you would follow the lead of David Rice Acheson and spend the day sleeping. I think that's a political move we can all get behind. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just wanna send me pictures of your dog? Drop me a note. The address is yell at AmericanEsoterica.com. Thank you for listening and God bless America.